the Seahawks put themselves in a situation where you don't like to be for any franchise. The worst place that you can be, and the Giants know this very well because they're still in this boat, is trying to compete for a championship and moving accordingly like you're trying to compete for a championship where you possibly should be tanking and you don't even know what you really want to do. Interesting debate show is live in the huddle. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls from around the world, welcome back to another episode of In the Huddle EP 247. And the next thing closest to heaven is paradise. And indeed, your boy right now is chilling in paradise. I'm on vacation, but I ain't too cool to get on the show, even though I'm on vacation, even though you could ignore the sunglasses. I don't think I'm too cool to get on this show and do what I do, do what I love to do, which is debate with my co-host Zach and Zay here on the show. Zay is out today, but we got Zach that's ready to play today and ready to attack today. Zach attack is what I'm going to call him. We got a lot of great topics on the agenda, but without further ado, it's time for the cue. I'm going to pass the mic over to my co-host Zach. How you doing, Zach? Well, what's going on, my guy? Happy to be here as usual. It is just a great time of year on the sports calendar. I believe this came up on the show before, but this is now the first year, really, the sports calendar is fully back to normal since COVID. Obviously, we had the NBA bubble that was going on in October, and then the NBA started up their season again in December. We also have the hockey playoffs back on the normal schedule. Fans, obviously, in all arenas, there have been a bunch of incidents at a bunch of NBA uh, playoff games with fans already so for me man it's just great like baseball is underway it's back a month into the season um yeah man it's a great time of year on the sports calendar and there's only one place to be right now in the huddle can you dig sports radio let's do it listen bro let's do it man let's start over the first topic that we have here on today's agenda okay seattle seahawks head coach pete carroll says that drew Locke would have been the first quarterback selected in the 2022 nfl draft what should we make of Pete Carroll's confidence in Drew Locke? Zach, I'll pass that right over to you. Okay, well, this is a really interesting topic to me. And I'll start off by saying this, right? In not only the NFL, but in all of sports, when you're a leader, when you're someone making the decisions, you are going to every once in a while make a decision that isn't really sitting well with the public. And in the Seahawks case, this is an extreme. They traded the best player in their franchise's history that won them a Super Bowl. Uh, they traded him away after 10 great years in Seattle. And Pete Carroll just keeps on defending this move and he's trying to make it well justified. It almost reminds me of Doc Rivers in the Raptors series when the Sixers go up like 3-1 and the Raptors win one game and immediately he just gets pounded with, oh, you're, you're uh, up 3-1. Like, are you going to blow the lead? And then the next day he starts listing off like all of his accomplishments as an NBA head coach. Like, bro, like just don't even think about that. You're up 3-1. Like, there's no reason to. And I think when it comes to this specific comment, like, I don't think he's necessarily wrong. Drew Locke might have been the first quarterback taken. The problem is he's saying this just because he's trying to convince all the Seahawks fans that they have a diamond in the rough. And Drew Locke, like his status coming out of college, his measurables, like that's irrelevant now. That was three years ago. And my thing with Drew Locke is, okay, he struggled as a rookie. Fine. The next year, 2020, COVID year, I gave him uh, an excuse, a pass. It's whatever. Last year was his year, bro. Like all he had to do was beat out Teddy Bridgewater and he couldn't do that. 
And once that happened, it's like, okay, how do I really believe in this guy? Especially because nothing on the field has especially translated over. And like anytime you trade a guy like Russell Wilson, I understand it. You're going to have to justify it to your fan base and it's hard. But when you're working with someone for that long, like I don't necessarily blame the Seahawks for having to trade Russell Wilson. Like he was there such a long time. Clearly him and Pete Carroll, they were a little bit sick of each other. Okay. You could make the decision that they could have fired Pete Carroll and just kept Russ. But like, I just don't think the Seahawks are around that way to just bow down to, to one player like that after all Pete Carroll has done uh, for their franchise. And I think it's one thing when the quarterback and the coach hate each other and you're winning championships like Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, obviously towards the back end in new England, things weren't going great and they were still winning. So everything was, no one really cared. They were having success. And I don't think that's going to be the case this year in Seattle when you trade literally the best player your team has ever seen. And I think Seattle, like they're not going to be very good this year. They're going to win four to five games. And it's weird because it's really part of what, is difficult about being a head coach or GM or the guy that has to make all these difficult decisions. But man, like when you make that big of a move and I'm not even blaming Seattle for it, time has run its course. It's a new era, but Pete Carroll just has to stop thinking about justifying it to the fan base. And he just needs to focus on, okay, like how am I going to be here in Seattle for much longer? Because uh, it could be a bleak year. I will say this. I think that Drew Locke could be a diamond in the wolf. I, I do think so. But I don't think Pete Carroll is that guy that's going to get him to that point, if I can explain myself here. I think Drew Locke has the physical capabilities to be your build-a-bear quarterback in today's NFL. He has the size. He has the arm strength to make all the throws on the football field and to see the football field. And he has the athleticism, the new-founded athleticism that I saw abruptly towards the end of last season where I'm looking at this guy literally take over the game with his legs against the Kansas City Chiefs on that Saturday night game, literally with his legs, took over the game. And I was like, wow, okay, he has that element to his game so he can fit with the mold of today's game. And unlike some quarterbacks that are mobile that can't pass, he can do both because he can pass. He can make the throws. But my, my thing always with um, Drew Locke and the one thing that I wish he can get together is to not play hero ball. You know, sometimes I really feel like he could make every throw. Like, he feels that he can make every throw, and sometimes he forces it. And we can get him a coach that's going to break him down to the basics and, you know, really push that, make the safe reads, the checkdowns, and then take the shots if it's there to play action. He's one of the best quarterbacks if you watch his, his stats in the play action. The play action games, he's one of the best quarterbacks. Literally, he's a totally different quarterback when he's playing play action. I'm not sure with Pete Carroll's outdated philosophy that Russell Wilson didn't like that caused Russell Wilson to ask for a trade that he's going to get him, you know, to be at that point. I think he could ball. I think he could be a good quarterback. I just don't see it in Seattle. So I think Pete Carroll, the reason why he's beefing up Drew Locke is because he see what I see. But I'm not sure if he looks in the mirror He'll say to himself, maybe I got to change a few things. This is a new league. This is a new era of football. This old 1999 playbook that Bill Belichick is using as well, it's not going to work. We got to tweak and, and change and evolve, and that's what Russell Wilson was saying. But once again, coaches come with their egos, and they don't want to change. And Russell Wilson left. I mean, you didn't have to trade him, 
Um, if you're the Seattle Seahawks, you could have fired Pete Carroll. I mean, he's guys 70, 80 years old. I mean, you don't got too much time here. You know, at least no more time than Russell Wilson. But they opted to trade Russell Wilson. I think that was a mistake. But they do have a quarterback in Drew Locke that can make those throws. Uh, you got receivers, DK Metcalf, and Tyler Lockett. You have the guys there. You have the team there. Obviously, it's not a perfect team. The defense still could use a lot of work. Offensive line, he's still trying to build. The running game, so-so. I like with Sean Penny a little bit, how he came on. But the coaching is the biggest thing for me. So he can politic like he's at a presidential election all he wants for Drew Locke. But at the end of the day, it's you, Pete Carroll, that need to change yourself. Yeah, and I think it's going to be interesting to see how Pete Carroll really incorporates a new quarterback like Drew Locke because – all for the last 10 years, all we've known the Seahawks to be is with Russell Wilson as their quarterback. And they had a lot of success. Once again, like they were making the playoffs here and there, but they only won one Super Bowl. Obviously, they haven't been back since that devastating loss uh, to the Patriots. So I do think it is one of those things where time is kind of running its course. And I think it's a debatable topic. But man, like not all great things last forever. And the Seahawks, they haven't necessarily, you know, they only had that one Super Bowl, but they've won a lot of football games in the past decade with Pete Carroll running things. And I think a lot of times when you have such a good head coach like that, who has ran your ship, like it's easy for us to say, oh, they could have just cut Pete Carroll. You know, the Patriots should just let go of Bill Belichick. It's, it's the best thing because their management style may not be as effective now as it once used to be. But like these, it's, it's easier said than done, man. These guys have been running that ship for so long. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see what the future holds in Seattle because they're in that tough NFC West as well. Like my worry with Drew Locke is if it doesn't work this year with Seattle, with Pete Carroll, then when is it going to work? Like he was a third round pick. He had a golden opportunity last year in Denver. He couldn't take advantage of that. I mean, he's competing with Geno Smith this year. He should really win that job and run with it. Like it's a, it's, you know, any, there are only 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL. And if you're lucky enough, if you're fortunate enough to get one of those opportunities, if you could take advantage of it, you, you could have a nice career. And uh, Seattle still has some weapons. Penny, as you said, Metcalf, Tyler Lockett is still there. Uh, we'll see if those guys are still there week one. They still got some guys on that roster. So a big opportunity for yeah. Drew Locke. They still got those guys. Clearly, they're not trying to rebuild. You know, I would think if you trade Russell Wilson, that's your full commitment to the rebuilding process. But they said screw the rebuild because they didn't trade guys like DK Metcalf or nothing like that. They really feel in their minds that they can compete in this division. When I look at Russell, and I don't believe that, by the way, but, you know, that's how they feel. But when I look at Drew Locke, excuse me, and his career, he had a good rookie season. I thought a very promising rookie season. It wasn't great by any means, but it wasn't terrible. It was promising. And then they fired the offensive coordinator, Rich um, Sagano. So I know I'm botching his name. It is what it is. Uh, Rich, we'll call him Rich. They fired Rich. And um, then they hired Pat Shermer. We all know how that happened. You know, you had a more defensive-minded head coach in Vic Fangio. So, um, you know, you had COVID and all that. And I'm not here to politic and make excuses. Clearly, he's getting a lot of politicking from Pete Carroll. He don't need me to politic for the guy. But I always think for a quarterback to be successful, he needs stability. That's what he needs from a fr franchise perspective, top down, from an organizational perspective, from a roster perspective, from a coaching perspective. Jude Locke hasn't had that. So I think when you go to Seattle, it is a good franchise. I mean, they won championships, so it's decorated. It's not a terrible organization. They have weapons. So right now, it's really no excuses for Drew Locke. He should easily beat out Geno Smith. He should win the starting job, and he should ball. And let's see if he does.
All right, well, one more thought I wanted to throw at you, right? If you remember, about, I would say about a week before the Seahawks traded Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll's at a press conference, and he says, we're not trading Russell Wilson. Definitely not. We're not doing it. And we know what happened. A week later, they pulled the trigger. And Pete Carroll saying all this stuff about Drew Locke, I guess where we differ is you actually believe that he really believes it. And maybe he does. Uh, I just think he's trying to create a little bit more positive momentum. I think the fan base of Seattle, they're in a tough spot right now after they just traded the best player they've ever seen. Uh, Look, I think when Baker Mayfield gets cut by Cleveland, there isn't a better fit than Seattle. And I think right now, like this is another door. We don't have to get fully into this right now. I would be very surprised if any team is willing to give up any draft capital for Baker Mayfield right now. I believe that's why he hasn't been traded. No team is willing to do the Browns any favors after the contract and fully guaranteed money they just gave Deshaun Watson after he got another big contract from the Texans. That broke a code. Like That's never really been done before, giving a quarterback a second big-time guaranteed contract. So no team's willing to get uh, do Cleveland any favors right now. And I would just think, like, if not Seattle, then who? And I do think, like, Baker Mayfield versus Drew Locke, like, that's a legit competition. Like, I don't think Geno Smith versus Drew Locke is a legit competition. I mean, it's possible. But why would you A, go on Drew Locke if – because it's not like he's being traded. He's up for sale. They just traded for the dude. He's not up for sale. So it's not like they got a politic to raise his, his draft stock. Like, for example, Jimmy Garoppolo or the guys, one of the best out here, great teammate, this, that, this, that, and the third because they're trying to trade him. This very well may be their starter. I, I, I think he does believe in Drew Locke. Like I said, the physical capabilities is on film. He can make every throw. Some guys like those type of dudes, but he doesn't come with the full intelligence yet. Um, that's something that could be built. I think when you look at Baker Mayfield, honestly speaking here, I think that he, I think that when it comes to Baker Mayfield, yes, he's going to get cut eventually. I don't see no team trading for him. Um, and possibly the Seahawks may inquire and get him at a cheaper price. But even if Baker Mayfield goes there, I do honestly believe that Drew Locke can possibly still win that job because I've seen him in the preseason. You know, I thought he should have beat Teddy. I was surprised they went with Teddy Bridgewater. I look at the preseason, I'm like, Drew Locke, he looked good, especially that game against the Vikings. That first preseason game where he was throwing that ball down the field to K.J. Hemlow. I'm like, yo, the guy, bro, watching him is fun. Like, literally, if I had a Madden, I do have Madden. You know, I never played with Drew Locke, but I'll be interested in playing with Drew Locke. He could make the throws. He's a fun quarterback to watch. I think he just needs to polish a few things, and let's see if Pete Carroll thinks that he can polish those things, you know? Yeah, I think Baker's interesting, man. Um. I think with Locke, if he were to beat out Baker in a legitimate competition, that would give me more optimism about his future. Because I, I know you said like you were you've you've seen some flashes and you liked what you saw his rookie year. There there have been some nice moments, but it's one thing to be talented. There's never really been a moment in Drew Locke's NFL's career where I've watched him and I was like, wow, that was an impactful play. Like the Broncos really benefited because he made that play. Like I just want to see a little bit more. And once again, this is a golden opportunity in Seattle. I agree. If Baker does end up coming, he is by no means the starter. He's going to have to win that job too. But once again, man, like Baker's a former number one overall pick and Drew Locke went in the third round. I know that's not totally relevant, but I do think like when it comes to just bringing the guy in, like it's going to be intriguing once he gets cut. Uh, I do think Baker is going to end up a Seahawk. I really do. It's, it's not relevant, Zach, to be honest with you, because when you look at the draft, 
that Pete Cow was talking about. Daniel Jones went six overall. Um, okay, well, let me tell, okay. Well, what about this though? Well, Baker Mayfield won a playoff game on the road in within the last two seasons. Like that's relevant. Like you know, like I, I think right now the reason why he's not being traded is because just as you said, no team wants to give up any draft capital for him and do the Browns any favors. But Baker, once again, I don't like. I don't think he's as bad as he's being made out to be right now. I just think Cleveland they don't they have nowhere to trade him to. I don't think he is as bad talented wise either. Um, you could talk about the playoff victory. You can talk about the five for five where he had five opportunities to win games this regular season and he filled on all five. You could talk about that too. But I don't think he's a terrible quarterback, but the leadership in the locker room and some of the things that really sticks out from outside the football field is too hard for me to overlook to say that, ah, right, you're not that talented. You, you're a project with potential, but the other baggage that you're bringing Nah, I'm good. I'm out. I'll see if you walk in and maybe I, you know, address the situation if I need you. If Pete Carroll really don't feel like he needs Baker Mayfield, Drew Locke is the guy. If he feels and as you believe that he's not all sold into Drew Locke, then eventually we'll probably see Baker Mayfield. But the fact that the draft came and they bypassed Malik Willis, they bypassed a couple quarterbacks. Should tell you something, because even if they didn't believe in the guy, and clearly they came out with a report that they didn't feel that Malik Willis was NFL ready, it's still something that you would take a fly on for a decent, cheaper price. Even though Baker Mayfield is free agent, I mean, you still got five years before you have to pay the future of your team if you were to take one. So um, I think if they really felt that Drew Locke wasn't the guy, they probably would have took uh, Malik Willis. And even if they didn't feel he was good to start today, he could be somebody that could start tomorrow. Yeah, I'll just be honest with you, Lil. Like, I've seen more from Baker Mayfield in the NFL than I have from Drew Locke. And if I'm looking at it from Seattle's perspective, like, that's why I would be so intrigued to bring him in, just to at least get into competition and let the best man win from there. Because I think, like, once again, Drew Locke versus Geno Smith, we're both on the same page. We'd be very surprised if Drew Locke were to lose that competition, and it doesn't really have anything to do with him. It has more to do with Geno. Like, if it's Drew Ock versus Baker and he legitimately beats him out and Pete Carroll thinks and they think that he's the best option, then okay, go from there. But uh, I do think Baker is an intriguing option just because he's had success not too long ago. It's, and he was hurt last year. Like, I know he didn't have a great season. It was a bad season. But once again, like, even if he just has to sit out a year, I don't think it's the worst thing for him. The thing is, and th this is my last point, if they bring in Baker Mayfield and say, Baker Mayfield, duke it out with – um, Drew Locke, right? And Baker Mayfield loses the job. Is that somebody that you would want as a backup quarterback, you know, knowing his character? Like, Drew Locke took it on the chin when he lost to Teddy Bridgewater. He did not fuss or nothing like that. He stayed there on the bench bopping the hip-hop songs and cheering up with his crowd and all that, and that was that. I don't think Baker Mayfield is the guy, based on what I've seen before. That's just my metric from judging my perspective now. I, I don't see that dude as somebody that I would want on my bench because I don't think he's mature enough to handle defeat, honestly. And, and that could be a walking distraction in your locker room, you know? So um, I don't know. It's dicey. I'm not saying I wouldn't bring in Baker Mayfield to, to possibly duke it out with Drew Locke and see who wins a full wide to duke. Get the joke there, but um, you know, they could duke it out and see who go to Duke, who is the starting quarterback. I'm not opposed to it, but I am hesitant. Yeah. Well, I think the thing with Baker is we've really been suggesting it for a while now, right? He needs to take maybe that Mitch Trubisky route. Like it's not like Mitch Trubisky played last year for the Bills and 
it's not like Josh Allen got hurt and he won them a couple games. He literally just attempted 10 passes and the Steelers go after him. And I think when it comes to Baker, that might be the route he has to do. And I think deep down he has to realize like, okay, this might be the best opportunity going forward if he were uh, to sit out. But here's the thing. If the Seahawks just have Drew Locke, and, like, I think we agree, like, they're not really going to be very good next year. They're, they're going to win, like, four or five games no matter who's under center. And, and like, it's going to be hard for Pete Carroll to just justify, like, I think if they're not winning games, like, they're going to have multiple quarterbacks. That's what it comes down to. Like, I don't see Drew Locke, even if things go well for him, starting 17 games for the Seahawks next year. Whether it's Geno, whether it's Baker, like, I just don't think he's an established guy that's going to start, you know, every game for, for a team. Like, I, I, there's nothing I've seen from him so far. We've seen Baker do that, you know, for all of his flaws. We've seen Baker do that. So, who knows? I would just say, you know, if, the, if they start Drew Locke and they are losing games and we'll have to evaluate the record and say, all right, what do we have more to gain? Losing and trying to get the quarterback of the future or trying to continue to win? The, the Seahawks put themselves in a situation where you don't like to be for any franchise. The worst place that you can be, and the Giants know this very well because they're still in this boat, is trying to compete for a championship and moving accordingly like you're trying to compete for a championship where you possibly should be tanking and you don't even know what you really want to do because you, your mind says you want to win, but your actions say you want to tank. And then it's vice versa or in between the two. That's the worst place to be in. The Lions take it on the chin. And I'm going to talk about the Lions more later on in the show. But the Lions take it on the chin. They know that they are rebuilding. So they are moving accordingly. And I think it's going to pave well for them. Seattle is still under this notion that they're Seattle. And they can win a championship. And they're wrong. And that's just how I leave it. The Can You Dig It Sports Radio Network is here. Revolutionize the game of media. You dig, you dig. Did Nikola Jokic deserve the NBA MVP over Joel Embiid? And Zach, I, I, I kind of want to start this off because 